Okay, good evening, everyone. So, we're going to start Simon Tzadi Beis. We, we won't even actually learn anything inside today. And Simon Tzadi Beis in Yerodea needs a introduction, a series of introductions, as this gets into the, the real meat and potatoes of kitchen shilas, of industrial kashras questions. Just to give you an example, that will bring out some different considerations that we would have to, uh, you know, weigh when paskening a shila. So this past week, one of the uh, local, we'll call it kitchens or businesses, reached out with the following question. They ordered uh, they ordered general chow sauce from Instacart for a Chinese uh, dish, general chow sauce. And unfortunately, the chef slash mashgiach did not do his job. And they had five bottles. Four bottles had a hashgach on it. The fifth bottle was from a different country, a different plant. And it did not have hashkacha, and it was all used in, you know, in, in a dish. Can they serve it for Friday night dinner? Can you serve it? On one hand, uh, well, there's also the background of what could go wrong in general. Chow sauce, first of all, there's vinegar in there, which perhaps would be non-kosher. But the more serious issue would be the kalim. This was probably made. It's a small uh, local, local company, probably made in a shared kitchen. A lot of the startups they do not have their own dedicated facilities. So they have shared kitchens. It's actually a kosher, uh, the kosher, uh, I think it's called the Kosher Institute. They have uh, they have one on Coney Island Avenue. There's a, there's a shared kitchen there where people could come in and make uh, make certain products. They actually have ashkacha. So, so but in, in the startup world, they're using shared kitchens and someone probably made pork that morning. You would have an issue of, of blias. So we'll get back to this, how this plays out uh, in, in today's Hakdama. But if you think about it, there's so many different considerations. There's a bottle, um, there's different soy sauces. So isn't that min bimina? It's two, it's two of the same thing. Should, should that help? Five of them, four of them are kosher, one of them wasn't. Does that make a difference? You have to th think about the ratio. On the other hand, the, the, the general chow is, is done for taste, so maybe that should be a consideration. So we have to weigh all these all these things before giving a, a final psaac. So before learning Simon Tzadi Beis, we have to just review, or for the first time, learn through some of the major topics in Yeridea, some of the major topics when it comes to what we call taruvais. So number one is the concept of bitta baraiv. Bitta baraiv is found in many places throughout Shas, has nothing to do with food necessarily. It comes up in Hilchah Schach. You have a kosher schach and a non-kosher schach. And as long as the schach kosher is, is more than the schach puzzle, you have bitta baraiv. There's even a shayla of imavatlis nechatchila there. Fascinating application. But there's a concept of bitta baraiv Many places throughout throughout Shas, throughout Halacha, the main the main source for this would be from Sanhedrin, from Bezdin. Halacha is that that you need a, a Bezdin uh, to, to to kill someone. You need a Bezdin of twenty three, and if thirteen say Chayiv, ten say Zakai, Halacha is he goes Lamisa. It's a, it's a Mishnah Sanhedrin. Yet you need to have v'shavtu. There has to be a, a collective judgment. And you didn't have a collective judgment. In fact, halacha is when it comes to misas bezdin that if all of them say say chayiv, uh, then he got he gets off free. Because how could it be that uh, the twenty three dayanim and not one of them found found something good to say about him? But you need you need v'shavtu. If let's say two of them would back out, we we cannot uh, judge this case. We're impartial. Halacha is it's not called the yeshivas bezdin. You need to bring in two more judges. So how does that work? So the apostate tells us, we know and that we go by Rav, that even if we have a Taruvos, we go by Rav, the majority wins. So the question is, if that's true, 
So why do we throw around these terms of bittel b'shishim, of all the other uh, things that we're going to discuss regarding bittel? Why don't we say achir rab mahatas? We go by roiv. You have roiv schach that works. You have roiv uh, bezdin that works. So to over here, as long as most of the product is kosher, we should say bittel b'roiv. For example, you have a canned beans, beans and pork, a very common uh, a shelf, you know, supermarket item which is a problem when it comes to a challenge in Hashgacha, to give Hashgacha on canned food. Because one of the most uh, common products uh, in, in the canned industry is pork and beans. There's a small piece of pork in it. Go by Rive. Rive of it is beans. And don't eat the pork, but any taste that goes in there would be Bato Barayv. Shouldn't we say that this is Bato Barayv? So this opens up the broader discussion of what we know as Tom Ke'iker, that the taste of something is as if it's there itself. What's the makar for this? This is really, the truth is, it's not our sugya necessarily, but we'll just give a little bit of background. And that is, there's a few options of a makar. Number one would be clay midyan, that the Torah tells us that after we conquered, after after the war, we have to kasher the kalim. Why do you have to kasher kalim? It must be Tom Kicker, that the taste of the kalim would uh, would transfer, ta- would, would the, the taste of the kalim would come out into, into food. And therefore, you have to kasher on a derice level, Tom Kicker, that simply the taste absorbed in kalim would ask for something. Basar B'chalav would, would, would be uh, another another example of tam or the taste of milk going into meat would be usher. Even in the base of Mikdash, the halacha was they had to kasher certain uh, certain kalim. The psukim and Pashat Sav talk about the uh, klicheres had to be yeshaver, had to be broken. After they, they couldn't uh, use it afterwards. You can't kasher pottery, klicheres. And after they brought the chatas, they threw the, the kalim in the garbage. Or you have nicer that you have to destroy, you have to either kasher or you destroy the klicharas. Obviously, there's there's an issue of tam. Tam, kicker, the taste is significant. Now, if we were learning tam kicker, and we would differentiate between what is called tam by umamashai, where the taste is there and the mamashas is there as well. For example, you had a, a chicken soup. You could say that some of the fat of the chicken is, is in the soup as well. We spoke about this when we spoke about the French fries from a fleshic, uh, from a fleshic deep fryer. So you have tam uma mashai, then there's something called tam of just kalim itself. So we can start differentiating between the two or three. But for now, let's assume anytime there's a taste of the food, then there will be an iser called tam ke'ikr. Let's assume it's an iser daraisa. We'll learn how tarubas. We'll get to the different shitas and the rishonim, how they figure out all the different gemaras uh, to make sure it's not daraisa. But let's assume it's an, it will be a problem on a daraisa level if there's taste going into the food. Tam ke'ikr. Now, when it comes to basa b'chalav, it's not a simple, uh, uh, you know, tr- a, a simple uh, correlation because by basa and chalav, each one is kosher on its own. So how do you understand tam ke'ikr when it comes to basa b'chalav? So many don't even think about this, but you have to just have a little bit of a of a nuance here, just a little uh, a deeper understanding, and that is that when it comes to basa b'chalav, we learned extensively that derech bishol asra The Torah only only prohibits when when uh, meat and milk are cooked together in the normal way meat and milk are cooked together. So if you would take something that doesn't give significant taste into uh, into the meat, let's say a small amount of cream is added to the meat, so that's that'll be an insignificant taste. That's not called derech bishol. That's not how people cook. And therefore, if it's not giving taste into the mixture, that wouldn't be a deraisa iser of bishol basubachalav, and it wouldn't create basubachalav. Now we know there's there's isurim on a derabana level. 
even if something's not cooked together, even if you have meat and milk that are not cooked together, simply eating a a, a, a sandwich with has, which has pastrami and cream cheese is also midrabanon. One could say that chacham did not make this gzera when there's an in, when there's no significant taste of meat or, or milk, whichever one is the uh, is a smaller amount. It's not giving significant taste like gazro. But it's a similar concept that we care about tam. So when it comes to other isurim, we're saying that tam keiker. That the taste is as if, it, as if it's there. When it comes to Basim Chalav, Tom Kicker might not help us understand the Deraisa level of Bishop Basim Chalav. You need a second uh, uh, level understanding, and that is that that only if there's Tom does it create uh, Derech Bishop. If there's no Tom, then it does not create Derech Bishop. Okay, now we haven't really mentioned, uh, we, we briefly mentioned exactly, you know, Shishim, but up until now we, we were saying that if there's a significant taste, then it's a problem. If it doesn't have a significant taste, then there's no issue. So how do we define what 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 taste really is? So this is a classic machlekes shochanarach and Ramah, based on the Gemara. The shochanarach sticks with the Gemara. The Gemara says, if you're not sure, you have a piece of milk, uh, a, a drop of milk fell into a pot, go go to your local chef, your kfela arma, go to your uh, Arabian uh, chef, ask him if it tastes like uh, treif, and if he says it does, then you cannot eat it. If he says it doesn't, doesn't taste like anything, then it will be fine. This is is known in halacha as timas kfela. You let uh, the kfela, the expert, taste it, and if he tells you that I, I, I could uh, detect uh, the pork in the beans, can I eat it? But if he cannot detect it, then it will not be usher. This has nothing to do with shishim. It's simply going down to the to the chef and asking him. If we learn simon sadiches and Hashem together, we'll discuss. How this works? How is there nemanus? You believe you believe the, the nachri? A nachri doesn't have nemanus. Another question: Do you have to get an expert, or you could just go down to the gas station, go to Seven Eleven, ask the, uh, the the fellow there, what does this taste like? Do I have to get an expert, someone who understands? Uh, uh, I have to go to a foodie, and he's going to tell me if he detects the taste. Many rishonim hold no, you don't have to. We mentioned this once of Asher Weiss when he spoke about uh, when he in his tshuva on sherry casks. So the Gemara says that. Yayin, that bleus of yayin, absorptions of wine in a barrel, give bad taste into all, all beverages except for wine. So you cannot, let's say you, you own Kedem Winery, you, you have your own vineyard, you can't buy used non-kosher wine barrels and store your own wine there. But the Gemara says if it's shamashkim, you want to put apple juice in there, no problem. The wine, the taste of wine ruins the apple juice. It's nice in town with gum. That's the Gemara. So Rav Asherai says, okay, so Sherry casts some mutter because it's nice in town. The Gemara says, nice in town with gum. I, people are going crazy about, crazy for this and all the experts say it's, it's uh, delicious. He said, most people cannot tell the difference and therefore, although there are those that could, Rav Mendy, there are those that could, but since most people cannot taste the difference, they say, but when it comes to wine, most people cannot tell the difference between a $10 bottle and a $100 bottle. If it's terrible, they could taste, they could, they could detect. It's terrible. But as long as it was made by an, by by a uh, a professional, most people cannot cannot taste the difference if they did a blind uh, tasting test. So, Rav Asherai says, why should we change what the Gemara told us? The Gemara said, nice in town of Gam, it gives a bad taste. So, it gives a bad taste. We don't care about experts. And he actually brings a raya from the Rashba. The Rashba there, which is kind of our sigil, regarding Timas Kfela, he says, no, you go to the gas station. Why did the Gemara say Kfela? That's just the way the Gemara spoke about it. It just means you have to give, give it to someone who could understand what you're asking, but he doesn't have to be an expert. We don't go by, uh, you know, Malachim, we go by by regular people. That's the, fine. Either way, the Beis Yosef holds, you simply 
do the taste test. The Ramah, as we said last week, many times throughout Shulchan Aruch, it says, Ein onu We are not experts in uh, in tasting. We're not experts in asking a guy. They don't know what they're talking about. And therefore, we don't rely on the taste test. We'll discuss uh, the Shach when we learn Simen Sadiches together regarding a Yid doing a taste test. When would it come up? Let's say you, you're, uh, you're, you're in, a, in a yeshiva and they're serving chicken soup. Okay? And you want to know if you're fleshing. You tasted the soup. There's no taste of chicken in there. It tastes like carrots. So without, you know, embarrassing the chef and asking him how much chicken is in there, can you simply rely on your own taste? You're right. I can't ask a, I can't ask a nachri. Maybe there's no nemanus, but I'm neman. So should I be able to taste and if I don't detect any meat, I could say I'm parv. I'm not. Uh, I'm not fleshing. So we'll learn the shach and and the rama and and the other achornim in that case. So again, according to the rama, we don't rely on the taste. So when something happens in the kitchen, you can't simply ask your cleaning help or ask the uh, the fellow at the gas station what it tastes like. It doesn't work. So how do we uh, figure out if there's significant taste or not? So we rely on something else the Gemara says, and that is we rely on bittul b'shishim. We assume that as long as there's six, it's, as long as the uh, non-kosher taste is less than a 60th of the, of the uh, product, so then it doesn't give it doesn't give a, a, a tam, doesn't give a taste, and that's what that's what is known as bittul b'shishim. So bittul b'shishim is all about the, the the understanding that taste typically doesn't uh, doesn't affect anything that's sixty times its amount, and that's how we have uh, bittul b'shishim. Okay. So up until now, we've been we've been uh, discussing let's say pork and beans, where you clearly have one food which has its own unique taste being added into another mixture which has its other taste and you're trying to figure out does food a affect food b this is known in halacha as min b'shein aminai you have two different things min b'shein aminai what if you have min b'minai it's the same exact food you'll have a chicken so you have chicken it's the same exact chicken one of them had a proper shrita the other one the shaykhit uh, messed up he didn't cut uh, didn't cut the the the, the proper uh, the proper uh, shear. So same exact chicken looks the same, smells the same, but one of them is nevela and one of them is kosher. So do we say now this is a simple case? But let's say you had our case of general chow sauce. You have kosher general chow and non kosher general chow. Should it be different than our previous conversation? Up until now, we've been saying we care about Nesina's Tom. Nice and Tom, uh, Tom Ke'iker, learning out from Clay Midian, and therefore Tom gives signif- is, is considered significant. And if it gives taste, it's a problem. doesn't give taste, it's not a problem. So how do we deal with this? This new thing called Min Beminai. So there's two opposite ways, as you can imagine, of how, deal- how to deal with it. On one hand, you have the Shita of the Chachamim. This is, by the way, how we paskin. That since I already had, let's see, a kosher chicken soup and non-kosher chicken soup, same chef. One was novella, one was one was uh, one was kosher, and they got mixed together. So in halacha, we should we we should say that the non-kosher chicken soup is not giving any new taste to the kosher chicken soup because it already had the taste of chicken soup. So therefore, I don't need this big shear of bittul b'shishim against the treif. Or I, I go back, I revert back to Bittu Barayv. As long as I have Rayv, I have a majority of kosher. The only reason why I don't go by Rayv on a regular case of Taruvas, of a mixture, is because of this new issue of Tom. There's Tom Kaker, right? And therefore you can't rely on Rayv. But here there's no taste. 
I have the same taste I had before. It didn't add anything. This is found in Hilcha Shabbos as well, regarding, um, let's say, a person put spices or salt or, or something that wasn't cooked yet, and he puts that in a clear shine, and now he flavors the soup. So the place can there say, let's say the soup already had flavor, so you're simply adding something. If you don't, if it doesn't change the taste of the soup, so there's no knas on the on that. So you see this concept that if it's not changing anything, it's not, it's not called Nasina's Tom, and therefore we go back to regular old Bittu Barayv. That's the sheet of the Chachamim. Rabbi Huda says the opposite. Fakert. I have non-kosher here, so the only way I could uh, I could I could uh, get rid of it is if I overpower it with a different taste. So not that the, it's like looking at the opposite. The scene is Tom. Then the scene is Tom is not is not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about I need my kosher to change the trait. To, to make the trafe have, have no longer have 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 any impact here, and since I don't have an overpowering, uh, I don't have a battle. I don't have the min b'she'ena minoy. It's both chicken soup. So when I taste it, I'm tasting non-kosher chicken soup as well. And therefore, he holds in a bottle of alaf. Even a thousand times its amount, it's not bottle. What's his raya? So we're, we're not we're not learning the sugya you know, at length, but just one one uh, interesting raya. The Mishnayis and Yuma discuss. That at some point in the Avaida, paying attention on the uh, Nim Kippur, they would mix the Dam HaSa'ir and the Dam HaPar. They would mix it together and they would sprinkle it. So I don't understand. If you, if one of them is more than 50% of, of one of them is going, you're not going to have a split 50-50. So one is going to be a drop more than, and the Gemara discusses which one gives more Dam, right? So th- shouldn't you have uh, Bittal? So when he sprinkles it, he's not sprinkling Dam HaSar and Dam HaPar. He's sprinkling one, Dam HaSar, whichever one had more blood. That, that's what he's sprinkling on his Be'ach. So obviously you see from there that min bimino again this is min bimino they're both blood they, they both look the same min bimino is not bottle that's the raya uh, for, that Rabbi Yehuda has the Ham argue and the Rishonim explain that no maybe a mizbeach is different that since these things are so chashuv it's the avoda so it can't be bottle by simply adding it in, into other blood and and uh, that that's the way they get out of this uh, this uh, this question again there are other questions back and forth. So how do we pass it? So the halacha, although Rashi and some Rishonim say we go like Rabbi Yehuda, halacha l'maisa roi paiskim, and this is the psak mikubelas that we hold min b'minoi is batal b'rayv. That as long as it's the same min, we'll we'll learn the debate later on. How do you define what the same min is? But as long as it's the same min, so then min b'minoi is batal b'rayv. That's how we pass it. Now that's simply on a deraisa level. Comes along the the chachamim and they say. That not only uh, do we hold min b'she'ena minoy needs shishim, even min b'minoy if it has the same taste. So really, it goes we should bit of should work. However, if it's a davar lach, if it's a liquid, so let's give our example. You had, you had kosher chicken soup and non kosher chicken soup. Chicken soup they got mixed together. There you need to have shishim only midrabanan midraisa it's bato b'rayv. Midrabanan there's a concern as as we as we would could could uh, complete this finish the sentence. That if you tell people, oh, it's bato b'rayv, the soup and the soup, they might think, oh, the soup and soup is bato b'rayv, so uh, tomorrow something else will spill into it in this person's kitchen. Things are spilling all the time. And then he'll say, oh, uh, I would assume it's bato b'rayv, and therefore we say, no, min b'minoy, still need shishim, atu enoy minoy. Atu, a case of where, where, where it's not, where it's not as min. So for 30 seconds, there's a machlekes in the in the Gemara already, Rav and Abaya, and it trickles down to the Rishonim. How do we define what's called min b'minoi? So there's three options. Option number one is the svara option. It goes by taste. The whole thing was 
Tom Kicker tells me Shishim. So Mindamino, if it has the same taste, it's Batabarai. That's the way uh, most understand. That's that's the Psak of most Paiskin. Now those that say no, we go by Shema, we go by its name. That that's a tremendous chiddush to go by the name, but that's the other shita. And there's a hybrid shita that as long as it has the same name, even if it has a slightly distinct taste, as long as it's a similar taste, it's fine. So this came up. I probably spoke about it a dozen times uh, in the past couple of years regarding the the Buffalo Trace bourbon shaila uh, of chametz shavala vapesach. So how does this come up? So. When you deal with bourbon, so bourbon is 51%, at least 51% corn. What does it mean corn? It means ethanol. The, the alcohol has to come from corn. You might have other ethanol in there that came from rye, but the rye of it, most of it is coming from corn. So let's just let's just see halachalamaisa of what we just said. Let's assume ethanol and ethanol, corn ethanol and rye ethanol are minbaminai. Now, it's not exactly the same taste, but let's, the Aruch HaShokhan says, you can't say this, it's not the same taste, forget about it, right? Ravelski held, no, you can't, if this is what you're relying on to drink it, it's not, a, it's not, a, not, not you can't rely on it. Ravshama Miller and others said, no, we can rely on it in cereal for other things. It's, it's uh, Zaya, uh, Momar, there's other reasons to be made, a corporation, but he said like this, that since it's a similar taste and it has the same name, they're both called ethanol, so you have ethanol from corn, ethanol from rye, the corn is the rife. We just learned min b'minai midaraisa is bato b'rife. I midarabon and shishim. Who cares? I'm dealing with a. I'm not dealing with owning it on Pesach. No. If I ask my rabbi, can I own this on Pesach? No. It's chametz. Sell it to the guy. But if something was owned by yid, halacha is it's only a knas derabbanan not to eat this chametz or have enough from the chametz. Only if that yid did something that would violate ba'ira ba'imatze on a deraisa level. So as long as it was bato b'rife. Before Pesach on a derayse level, even though it's mibamina still needs shishim on a derabanan level, still it's called it's called bata brave, and uh, and that would be and 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 that's one, that's another reason to be makel by the uh, buffalo trace bourbon. Now, if this is the hetter you're relying on, buffalo trace rye would not be mutter because the rye is is mostly chametz. You have to have the other heterim, maybe zeya or uh, it's a corporation or other other svaras like that to to allow one to drink uh, that product. Okay, just going back to the general chow question again. If you missed the first minute, so one of the moistus here called. They they ordered five uh, general chow jars. Four of them had hashkacha, one didn't. They ordered it from Instacart. Nobody looked at it. Mashkiach wasn't doing his job, and they all ended up in the pot. So there's another machlekes we're gonna have to discuss again. We're not gonna get a psak on that. There's a lot of different uh, considerations there. Have some ruba erev Shabbos, uh, bottom of the ninth. You call the rabbi, you know. The uh, but but one major machlekes is how do we understand min b'minay? I'm not going to give an answer to this, but this is something to think about. The the general chow sauce. Let's assume there's no way to have general chow that's actually usher on its own. How could you have general chow that's usher? The ingredients are vinegar, soy sauce, uh, spices. It can't be usher on its own. It's not unless someone bowed down to it and, and worshipped it as a vadezara. This is a very important thing to consider. Whenever we're going to discuss halachas of, of, of taruvas, we're going to discuss and differentiate many many times between iser machmas atzmai. For example, you had an apple from Arla. It was the first, uh, if you could somehow grow apples in the first three years. But Arla fruit is Isser Machmas Atzmai, Nevela. But most things that we see that are non-kosher, let's say you have a non-kosher, uh, I don't know, ice cream. It's very very difficult to say that this ice cream is, is Isser Machmas Atzmai, right? So if the only thing that's us here would be Blias, we assumed it was made on a shared, in a shared kitchen with Trafe. So there's blias. The blias don't taste like general chow chicken. The, the general chow sauce. The blias taste like pork. 
So is that called min biminoi? I had four bottles of regular general chow, kosher, OU, and I had one bottle of suffix treif. If I say that's min biminoi, and, and they mix it all together to make a premix, if it's, if it's, a, if it's a min biminoi, so then midirabanon, midiraisa, it's batabaraif. Because if it's in the rabbanon, so we're going to say maybe it's, it's only a suffix. Suffolk, if it came from a trafic kitchen, suffolk, that would be an easy hat there, right there. But hold on. Who said that's called mimbaminoi? Maybe the, the the general chow has the same taste as the other sauce, but that's not what, what the isser is here. The isser is the the pork, the pork, that the pork soup or this clam juice that this fellow just, just cooked a, a few minutes ago on that on that sheared kitchen. In in that sheared kitchen. So that's not called min biminoi into the other general chow. That's that's a new thing, and and that ta- that taste could be detected in the uh, in the general chow uh, mixture pre sauce, and therefore it's not so simple to say to say uh, in that case it's considered min biminoi. Are we assuming? We're not assuming. We're assuming ben Yeah. So the hector really is stam kelim any ben and that that's really what you what you rely on. The problem is the base yosef says one should not rely on this lachatila. It sounds like there's some type of tintamalev. So you always look for other heterim. So one of the other heterim I was thinking of was maybe we could call this a min biminoi. There's a random maramukim for this. I found that the, the psakim uchuvas just came out on on hilchas taruvas. He brings down a sidur tahara in hilchas ksamim regarding stains hilchas nida. Random place where he talks about this this concept. He, he said he once saw a chuva. I forgot who it's from. Uh, discussing this, it seems like the shach holds. It's not called min biminoi. You cannot be makel because the absorption is. And that's the svar. The, the svar is the absorption is a different taste. So it will be another machlekes, another reason to, to be makel in this case. But but uh, yeah, Ty, you're right that, that at the end of the day, the rav would be makel in this case because it's you're dealing with a bidiyavit situation. It was cooked together. And we could assume uh, it's at least a svek sveka. Just, just to give a little background to that, anything that's cooked in a... If a nachri cooks something, let's say you... Uh, we'll give an odd example. You had a, a something that was clean uh, and you cook something... Enough we cooked, um, I don't know, we give, if you find apple juice. Apple juice in, in, on, on an airplane, you want to know, can I drink this apple juice? There's no hashkach on it. So what could be wrong? Well, I'll give you a few examples. Maybe this uh, this apple juice, if it's in a box, it's uh, it's uh, it's made in, in, in uh, an ultra-high temperature pasteurizer, so it could last a year, and it has to be made in a sterile environment. Sometimes the, a company will make soups on the same uh, packaging. You'll actually look, you look in, the, in an Akrosha supermarket, you'll see they make soups and meat broth and chicken broth in the same box uh, type of drink. Can I drink the apple juice? So the hector would be that if if I know for sure that the apple juice was made on Tuesday and the pork was made on you know the previous Sunday, the chicken soup was made on Sunday, so there's at least 24 hours in between. So I, a yid, cannot use the kalim to make my own food I have to kasha first, but if a nachri made it, but the avid, it's fine, because ain't a is mutter. But I have no clue. I don't know when it was made. So the Shulchan tells us, based on the Rambam, stam kalim ain't a You could assume that the kalim was not used in 24 hours. What's this assumption based on? So it's a svek sveka. Suffolk, it was if it was used in the previous 24 hours, and even if it and even if it was, and it should be, it should ruin my apple juice. Suffolk, they made something that gives a bad taste into into apple juice. Maybe they made a chicken chicken broth. Who says chicken broth gives good taste? Suffolk, it was pegam anyways. So svek sveka, it's mutter. Now again, it's it's, it's a heter to re, to be relied upon when needed. So if your child needs uh, apple juice on an airplane, so it could be makel. But uh, we didn't want. I didn't. I didn't just want to rely on that. I was looking for other other svaras to put together, and uh, min came up. Okay, 
let's let's say let's do part two. Just a few minutes, part two of of the of Hakdama to Simon Tavi Beis, and that is we said you need shishim. You need sixty times that amount. So in most scenarios, it's very simple, very straightforward. And we'll see the first sif discusses this. You had a drop of milk, fell into a, a, a fleshic soup. I have 60 times the milk. Very simple. However, let's say you had basar b'chalav. So we learned many times that basar b'chalav is a chiddish. The basar is kosher, right? You have a meal mar pastrami, you have golden flow milk, comes together, creates this new isser called basar b'chalav. So I need shishim, I need 60 times the new mixture called basar b'chalav, and that is known in halacha called chaticha nasa nevela. That chaticha, that piece of basar b'chalav became nevela, and he's 60 times this new piece uh, that's combined. This is, uh, people call it chanan as an acronym, chaticha nasa nevela. We'll see this throughout the, throughout Simon Sadi Beis. Now, Kimat all the Paiskim agree that this applies to Basa Bechalov. When it comes to Basa Bechalov, you need 60 times the new creation of Basa Bechalov in order to have, in order to create Bittal. What about Shari Surim? What about other types of, 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 of Yisurim? Not Basa Bechalov. Regular uh, chicken, uh, non-kosher chicken falls into a soup. So what's the Shaila? The Shaila is, I'll give an example. Let's say you have uh, a beer company the brewery, they want to make what, what is known as Clamato. Budweiser used to make I don't know if they still make it. Uh, it's a clam juice type of beer. So, now we don't really, no one's going to drink it. We want to know if do they just ruin the brewery. So, let's discuss. They added clam juice as an ingredient to the final product, to the beer. The beer has hops and it has malted barley. There's a lot of ingredients there. This is 5% of it is clam juice. Now, the clam juice itself, it's not a clam. It's There's a percentage of clams or clam in the clam juice. So the question is, when they made the beer, do I need 60 times the new product called clam juice? 60 times beer to one part clam juice? Or no, I don't, need, I don't even need that much. I just need 60 times beer to the original clam that was in the clam juice. So let's say you have clam juice. It's, that's what we'll call it 20%. We'll give easy numbers. 20% of the clam juice is trafe. It's a 20% is clams. Clams are non-kosher, right? So definitely cannot drink the clam juice. But let's say they use this clam juice as an ingredient for the beer, and I have a beer in front of me. Budweiser Clamato. Do I say that that I have that I need sixty times the uh, the original clams, and maybe I do, or do I say no? You need to have sixty times this new clam the the the, the, the clam juice itself made everything usser. Chaticha nasa So the entire clam juice is usser, and he's sixty times the, the the clam. This comes up. We spoke about uh, beans, so. Many bean companies, the, the canned bean companies, they make pork and beans. So some ashkachas actually give ashkach without kashering. You can start seeing why after I, after I present this. When I have a can of beans and there's a little bit of pork, a sliver of pork in the, in the beans. Now, to eat it itself, let's assume that you don't have shish. You don't have 60 times uh, baked beans against the, 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 the pork. Just by the way, the way they make it is they put all the ingredients in a, in a can. It's raw. The cans go through a retort where hot water and, or steam are, are heating up the metal uh, can, and it's actually being cooked in the can itself. Just by the way, just just the Yates hard to say this, there's a there's a new product in Whole Foods. It's called, um, there's, there's a certain type of tuna. It's sold in Whole Foods, and it has a funny word there. It says, uh, O-U, it says B-Y, Bishli Yisrael, Bishli Yisrael tuna. So historically, whenever the O-U wrote Bishli Yisrael on tuna fish, it also came along with mashkiach tamidi. There's a, there's a debate in the Paiskim if you need a mashkiach 
to see every fish, right? Rebelsky was was very machmer on this. He held there a marsha like this, and many many uh behind him from the start the start they would not they would not give ashkach unless the mashgiach tmidi watching the tuna, and many many people won't eat you know Kirkland uh, Casco tuna. They only have Haimisha tuna, right? With with a mashgiach tmidi, so. And usually that meant Bishri Yisrael. You have mashkiach there anyways. You might as well cook and make sure that the fish is, is Bishri Yisrael. However, this product does not have mashkiach tamidi, but it has Bishri Yisrael. And the question is, what's the point? So what happened is like this. There's a general question, we're going off, off topic here for a moment, regarding tuna fish. Can tuna, does it need to have Bishri Yisrael? Let's ignore the sushi change of sashimi that people eat raw fish. Let's go back 10 years ago. That way people did not eat the sashimi. Tuna... If you have, you know, a tuna steak, that's considered oila shulchem It's a fancy dish. You spend, you spend 50 bucks at a restaurant to have a nice uh, tuna steak. So it's definitely a fancy food. So if they're cooking the cans of tuna, shouldn't we need bishli yisrael on the tuna fish? That a yid should have to turn on the fire to cook it. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating question. Yes or no? What the OU did many years ago is they didn't want to deal with the question. So one of the rabbonim involved... Uh, in the early 90s, he convinced the companies, the companies had, had a brining system with the tuna. He said, if you br- just brine it before, put it through the brining before you put it in the can. Halacha is, it's a very shishokhan if the food became edible through salt or through brining, uh, so then it no longer requires bishul Yisrael. It's, it's already edible at that point. So the tuna's edible through the brine system before it goes in the can, before it goes into the retort and, and, and it gets cooked. However, this Whole Foods product, they're Whole Foods. So they don't go through this brining system. They want it to be raw in the can. So now the OU said, well, we don't want to give ashkach on that. We need to have Bishli Yisrael. So they had the, uh, they had the Yid uh, turning it on to create, to create, uh, to cre- to create Bishli Yisrael. Now, I don't know why, why I got into this, but um, anyways, that's, that was the Yitzhar to, to discuss this. So, Going back to what we said before, regarding Chaticha Nas Nevelo. So the question is, Bashari Sum, so going back to the, uh, the, the canning, right? So, so when it comes to the, uh, if you have a small piece of, of, of pork in the beans, so the, that product will say it's not, it's not, uh, it's not bought, so you can't eat the product. However, what about the, uh, the bleus and the steam or the water? Do we say that the bean, again, the raw beans and the pork are being cooked together, does that create uh, iser of the amount, the weight of the can, the volume of the can? All the products in there are nevela. So I need shishim in the water against the final product, beans and pork. That, that'll be chatichanas nevela on the beans. Or do we say no? Chatichanas nevela is, is just a basa b'chalavdin. Nothing to do with shari surim. And as long as I have shishim against the sliver of pork in the, in, in the, in the equipment, then it'll be fine. Another example would be this is also this, this water is used for everything after they is recycle it yeah yeah sure the, the biggest expense for them is water they, you, they recycle the water all the time so let's say we, we have a company here where they do a uh, wild rice they cook cook wild rice so they go to we go to a trade facility what we do is we make them drain the water and then we start a new water fresh water kasher and then we let them do the brown rice then we take our cans and they can do whatever they want afterwards but yeah you have to drain the water many companies will not do kosher because they don't want to drain the water it, that that's their uh, you know cost accounting, their waste management. Uh, the water is, is a significant cost, and they don't want to be using. Well, first of all, it slows everything down because you have hot water. You have you have uh, you have thousands of gallons of hot water to now dump it and now start again with the boilers. It's very expensive. Uh, just a few more examples. We won't get to halach lemais on this, but a few more examples would be 
you mentioned sherry cast. Let's say you had a, um, some people are makbid, they won't drink 100% sherry, but they'll drink uh, 60% sherry. But if you hold chatichanas and avela, that shari surim, that the whole thing became isser, doesn't help. Or, for example, that they water it down, you know, from cask strength to bottle strength. But watering it down later wouldn't help you if you hold chatichanas and avela. That's one example. An example off the beaten path would be some of the homeopathic uh, uh, products. There's a there's a product for that the homeopathic people use, and that is um, for flu flu medicine. It's not I don't know if you call it medicine. We're not getting into politics. It's called um, asalocoxinum. Okay, it comes from a duck. It's a, you can Google it afterwards. Homeopathic flu medication. It's, there's a lot of O's and C's, and, and you figure it out. Now it comes originally. It comes from a duck, the liver of a duck. So sounds trafe to me. However, it's diluted. And what they call 6x. What's x is the number for 10. So it's 6 times 110. So do the math. You have, it's, it's put in one part duck to 10 parts water. That's 110. Then it's diluted another 10. That's 100. A thousand. One in 10,000. One in 100,000. One in a million. So it's one part duck liver to a million parts water. And people assume it works to cure the, the flu. That's okay. That's we're not going to talk about the. the the that part of it and we have a doctor on the call here i don't want to yeah so anyways the um the uh the halacha is one second i never had 60 times that amount it was always one to ten the ratio so the duck is trafe it's not a kosher duck right so it's one part to ten and that's not bottle bashishim so if i say then that entire uh uh uh, item, the entire mixture of one part duck to ten parts water is nevela. Now I add, I add another ten. Okay, it doesn't help because chatichanas nevela. I never had shishim against it. I always had to one in ten. So the whole thing became nevela. You do it again. You do it again. You do it again. It doesn't help you because you're always diluting it in ten parts to one. So ten parts to one, uh, you'll never get shishim. So you might actually have trafe medicine, medicine that it's, 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 and if you think about it, it's, it's, it's a minute item. It's one in a million from the, from a scientific standpoint. But if we, in fact, paskin, the chaticha nasa nevela, so then you'd have an issue of, of, uh, of this. Now there's a different products that are called 30 C. They get diluted in one in a hundred, 30 times. Assuming that works as well. That's enough water to fill uh, the Atlantic ocean. But, but, uh, that's the dilution. That's the dilution rate. So there, it's one in a hundred. But if it's if it says six x on it, you're literally dealing with trafe. We'll see, Mr. Shem, tomorrow. Even though the Ramah is machmer, not tomorrow, in the next next year, we'll see that there's there probably is what to rely on. A few more examples, just quickly. You have uh, you have uh, regular medicine. Let's say back in the day, glycerin. The likelihood of glycerin coming from animal from animals was a serious chashash. Today, in America, unless there's a Unless you know that the vegetable, that the uh, liquid medicine actually contains trafe glycerin, you could assume the glycerin is coming from vegetable sources, and one could take uh, you know children's medicine. It's fine, but back in the day there was a serious concern. Now, can I dilute it into water? You take one tablespoon to to three ounces. I believe that would dilute the, the glycerin level. Can I do that? If you hold chatichanas nevela, it doesn't help. I need shishim against the entire uh, liquid Tylenol. I need sixty times. The, the Tylenol, not 60 times the original glycerin in it. That would be Chatich and The whole thing became trafe. There are other other examples, which uh, we'll discuss, yogurt and uh, non-dairy creamers. They have a drop of dairy in it. Does the whole thing become dairy? Or do we say, no, there's no Chatich and there. So this is just a Hakdama. 
And we'll see that once we have these uh, these Yisoydas, the, the Tam Ke'ikar, the Min B'mina versus Inaminoi, and the overall umbrella concept of Chatich Nas Nevela, which definitely applies by Batsum Chal. Everyone agrees to that. Bashar Surim, we're going to see it's a Machoikes, and there's many, many times where Meiko. So if we have these, then I think Simon Sadi Bays will be much easier to uh, to learn through.